Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to a world where power and skill collide. For an instant, a friend can become your mortal enemy. You have entered the world of arm wrestling. Only one will stand victorious. With your host, Craig Subler on AWNR.us. begins now. What's up, arm wrestling fans? Welcome to another exciting episode of Arm Wrestling Nation Radio. I'll be your host for this episode, as usual, Craig Subelair. And uh, sorry for my rough voice today. I'm trying to get over a <coughs> strep throat. Had a little infection, which came on Friday night, and I uh, woke up Saturday morning feeling ill and. Uh, wasn't able to compete at the WAL Florida qualifier, which uh, I was kind of disappointed at. But, um, you know, it was a great event. Small turnout, but, um, you know, it was thrown together pretty quickly, um, a few weeks' notice. Um, and uh, But my class was uh, super stacked with some of the good uh, competitors out there. John Portella went in the right hand and, and, and taking over that number one spot in Florida now that Chris Chandler's moved to Las Vegas uh, by winning that event and winning the Florida States this year. Puts John right up there in the number one position, so uh, he's got an X on his back. Also, uh, Carl Stanley coming in, um, winning the uh, super class left-handed. And, uh, you know, great, great event. Everybody qualified. Uh, Gene Spiker, Todd King, John, and Carl all qualified. So, uh, great, um, great event. And uh, looking forward to seeing those guys compete at the regionals. We got Anthony Leterio Powerhouse Arm Wrestling Tournament coming up March 2nd here in Daytona Beach. Uh, it's going to be exciting. Looking forward to that. It's the next event that I'm training for and, uh, you know, right here in my backyard. So uh, you can't really beat that. And that was where the beard began last year when uh, our melters came down and um, Evan um, Borneine, I keep forgetting his last name, cheated me out of uh, a match with those Canadian referees as I was winning. and. Uh, but gave me the best thing in my life, which was my manly mane of a beard. So, nah, I'm just joking. There was no cheating going on. I lost fair and square. But uh, awesome. Um, so, uh, yeah, that event, March 20, or sorry. And I actually, I'm, on the 7th, it'll be a year. So I could shave if I want. But uh, my wife tells me that if I shave, I have no konanas. So, uh, not, a hair not a hair on my balls, as you can see, are heckling in the background. But, um Anyway, getting back to this event, March 2nd, or March 2nd, March 12th, uh, registration, I do believe, starts at 8 or 9. The event's going to hit off at 12, Bike Week, Jester's Live. So uh, that's up in uh, Highway 1, Ormond Beach, US 1, 
Charlie's Daniels Band and Marsha Tucker Band, some old school country rock and roll concert going to be uh, heading out there. Um, so uh, looking forward to that. Just going to be pulling left hand. I'm, I'm still doing physio on the right, but uh, it's starting to feel a little bit better. I did my second session of physio, um, so I'm uh, feeling better, and uh, it's a slow process. But, um, yeah, so anyway, tonight's episode, I'm really excited. I got Chris Okian calling in, talking about something that, you know, has been the history of arm wrestling, and a lot of guys, that's where it originated from. We'll be talking about the sit-down nationals, and also I got Max Maxwell uh, on the show, uh, and, um, you know, Max trains with Tim Bresnick, and uh, with that PAL's event coming up, I'm going to have my man on, Al Kozar, Alper Kozar calling in on the last on the half hour um, talking about our predictions with the PAL Friday night. If you haven't got your ticket, get it today, tomorrow, but get it before Friday at 10. Pay-per-view, PAL. It's going to be amazing. So we're going to be right back with our first guest. We're after word from a couple of our sponsors out there. Country Crush, baby. The handles are made of polymer plastic that sits freely over a shaft, causing a free spinning motion. The frame is constructed of a high-grade steel and made here in the USA. The handle, while you can work many different exercises, was designed to challenge your hand strength. Focusing on overall arm strength, adding a balance and stability to your workout. By adding rolling handles, the Country Crush allows the user to work many different movements. Not easily done by similar handles, and by closing your wrists off at the end of each movement, you work your wrist and strengthen it at the same time country crush baby what are you waiting for get in the game if you ain't training with the country crush then you ain't training check out www.countrycrush.net now The Gully Grip is a free-rolling handle that inevitably causes more stability in your wrist than any other grip on the market. It's also much more accessible to any cable system, allowing more progressive overloading movements, producing a higher outcome in overall strength in not only your shoulder girdle, but also those muscle groups important for arm wrestling. Visit GullyGrip.com. That's G-U-L-L-E-Y Grip.com. Apply your strength. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. I want to welcome our first guest of the evening, Chris Okian, to the show. What's up, Chris? How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me on. Hey, man, it's a pleasure. Uh, so um, what's been going on with you, man? You're, you're pretty busy. I know you're uh, big on promoting um, the sit-down nationals. Uh, tell our listeners a little bit about that whole event. All right. Um, well, if you guys... Um get pad of paper ready i'll i'll tell you the um the um exact uh, uh name of the facebook page but in the meantime it's i'll tell you the exact the more information more about the date and stuff um for those who uh, just want to hear the date um i guess um and don't care about the facebook page but in the meantime, I guess everyone else can just grab a piece of paper. Um, but um, it's going to be April 30th um, um, at 106 North Constitutional Drive, Yorktown, Virginia. Um, we're gonna. It's going to be the. This is the fifth year that we're hosting it, 
Um, we're just really trying to bring sit-downs back so that people can have a choice, like not of either or, but, you know, we definitely don't want, you know, us versus them kind of thing. We want, you know, just be able to, for people to have, you know, both, you know, just be able to do both of them. You know, that's cool. You know, I want people to do both sit down and stand up, you know. So we want people to, we want to bring back uh, sit down arm wrestling because it was, that's kind of how the early history of it, um, of arm wrestling was. And um, my uh, coach, Steve Stanaway, he's been pulling since the 60s. He, he, uh, that's how he started. So we, uh, we just there's a lot of people that really love sit downs and um there's actually a lot of even better um uh, people that are like disabled who like have cerebral palsy who've been um who like have uh like they can't you know their neurons aren't working and they've just it's sit downs has been a blessing to them because mm-hmm. their their legs aren't working but they it's really actually therapeutic and it causes them to not regress and stuff it's it's amazing um it makes you strong as can be in your biceps and just all your connection you know it lets you really work your arm and be able to work angles on that pad that you you might be able to like use um you might be able to get away with doing other things with stand up and you and and it makes you have to depend on different you know things you can't maybe jerk as much so you got to work your angles on where you're putting where you're placing your elbow placement and stuff um definitely a great supplement when we work we work out half the year sit down half the year stand up it definitely makes you have a brutal uh arm i know people around here can testify aaron blevins definitely Mm -hmm. he comes and pulls with us does sit downs he definitely testifies to his strength to uh sitting down um yeah so a lot of uh a lot of the old school pullers definitely would suggest and i've talked to uh dane carr you know dan carr which he was a big uh uh sit down puller back in the day and they they contest that that was the the original power arm wrestling, you know, with nowadays when you get, you know, stand up, you get some body movement into it, some momentum. But, uh, you know, do you agree that this is really a, a true test of, uh, you know, you, you more power that goes into, you know, sit down arm wrestling versus stand up? Well, I, I guess I, it, I guess that point makes sense, but I mean, be honest, I've been pulling two years. I I I I feel I really feel like I don't even know if I am, am worthy to answer that question. To be honest, like I mean, I can answer the question, but I just feel like, um, like I don't know. Like I just I've been, I I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a new guy still, but I mm-hmm. definitely it's to answer the question though. Nonetheless, you know. Um, not being the Bills qualified, you know, in years, but to answer it, but doing it half the year, I definitely think, uh, think that it, it definitely gives you, makes you have to use your power with your, your lock. And yeah, I would say, yeah, because I mm-hmm. mean, you just can't, you can't, you can't like 
use your whole legs and everything. I'd, yep. I'd, I'd agree with that. Yes, sir. And it's also great, too, like you were saying, with guys that can't walk, that have a disability. You know, I used to practice with a, guy, a kid that had cerebral palsy. And, uh, you know, like you were saying, you know, it's not the same kind of function, um, especially for guys that, you know, aren't able to use their legs. It's an awesome opportunity for them to still enjoy uh, arm wrestling, you know. And it's great to see, like, the Disabled World Games, you know, WA. WAF, I mean, it's great to see those guys competing at that level and, and giving someone that might not be able to stand up uh, another opportunity to enjoy our great sport of arm wrestling. Oh, yeah. I definitely agree. I think it it brings empowerment to them. And even, like, to be honest, from from people that – from a from, someone told me this who is a um, – a, uh, he's – disabled himself he said actually a lot of them don't even when they pull sit downs they don't even want to pull in that class they just would they would want to pull you anybody because they feel like they don't have a disadvantage if they're sitting mm-hmm. down it's, it's like if it's their, just their legs like they have ms or something mm-hmm. i mean they mm-hmm. and it that i mean that is incredibly empowering right there because it's like yeah i'm i'm pulling you know just the regular open class you know so yep. it, it doesn't remind them of you know, they have a struggle that's holding them down. So no, I think it's that's, that's, that's a great point. That's a great point you're making. So, um, Chris, tell us, um, how is the turnout been? You know, this is the fifth annual sit down nationals. How is it progressing each year? Are you getting more and more people coming out more interested in the sit down? Oh yeah. Um, last year, if you include, like all the entries, the people that um, entered, like um, all all the all the different classes left and right, uh, we had probably about say a hundred entries. Wow. Um, this year, the we seems like I it's 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 hard to tell exactly until it comes, but from from last year to this year it is like extremely. I feel like it's definitely grown quite a a substantial amount the uh we already have a super match um donald lee brown and uh bradley p bro bradley d pile um they're gonna have a super match another uh loud talker uh troy stewhand and i and i say loud talker in a nice way yeah yeah Dude's really nice, but he's been talking a lot of mess. He wants to, he wants a challenge match. He'll put up five hundred dollars. He said. So we're still looking for somebody. So it's it's definitely grown because we're having now like challenge matches and people from uh, New York. Um, you know, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Scott Latella and. Um, and um who? Yeah. Oh, Camp. Well, yeah, Gene Camp's promote helping uh, Okay, promote yeah, Gene. Yeah, cuz Gene really likes um Gene likes the uh the sit-downs cuz he hosts one up in New York. So he's helping us um send out flyers and Steve, who's uh my coach of 14 uh, he's he's been pulling since the 60s. Mm. He's a multi-time world champion, been around the world. He he knows Gene, so that helps a lot because Gene's a older, older vet, 
Mm-hmm. So, so that helps. Um, yeah, overall, yeah. Um, we also so Michigan. I was talking about Troy. We got about I'd say about twelve states. They're wow. coming. So, awesome. the, <clears throat> we uh, I just definitely expanding it. It's, and we actually I was talking with um, I don't know if you know the Jay. I don't know his last name. If it's Carl Sill or something, he's one of the the vets. Uh, or he's kind of injured. Speaking of expanding, he's actually going on what you're talking about before. He actually wants to use. The, as a backdoor to the Olympics to bring it to like a um, like a as an expo to Colorado for the disabled because he thinks mm-hmm. that if I mean it, people say you know oh that's not really uh, you know that's just that's just the disabled class but that's a that's definitely a foot in the door you know if you go the backdoor route because they tried it Steve was on the was on the panel of the WAF when they tried to put sit down tens a couple was it ten twenty thirty years ago and they tried to do it with a woman and because uh, that was it was they were trying to do it with the back door with the females because the males they wouldn't do it it didn't work but you got to go the back door it seems like with uh, with the Olympics you got to start start with the back door and then you can go. So I feel like sit downs maybe is really the way to go to first get it in the Olympics because the vet the 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 the, the people with disabilities a lot of them are sit like you know they can't stand so I think it's that kind of just goes I brought that up because you brought the um um you 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 were talking about has it progressed um, mm-hmm. stuff. That's not even just this tournament. That's just someone else, what he wants to do. But I I see it progressing, you know, with a possibility of even, you know, throwing the backdoor approach. So, yeah, sorry. No, it's good. No, that's awesome, and it's good good expansion for arm wrestling. You know, I, I know a lot, a lot of people, um, anything that can get it out there, especially on that world-class level of the Olympics, I mean, you know, that's that's amazing in itself. So, um, <clears throat> so Chris, I, I want to thank you. I want to wish you the best of luck with uh, the event coming up. Sure. I want to I thank you for taking the time out to being on the show, brother, and uh, hopefully you. one of these days I can uh, take partay in one of those tournaments myself. <laughs> Oh yeah, can I um mention right uh, real quick? Of course. Um the um I would yeah, we would love to have you down there. You're you definitely I tell these people that are like, you know, like you and all these people that are just diesel. I mean, they're they're going to be able to use their arms like no other on a sit down. But um okay, the last thing I was going to say is um for those who wanted to write this down, to look up on Facebook for more information. Um, the, the event is, um, April 30th again in Yorktown, Virginia, but on Facebook, if you search 2016 space, sit down, sit downs, all word, one word, space, nationals, space, arm, space, wrestling, space, notification, you will, um, you will find our group. So it's 2016 sit down nationals, arm wrestling notification, with a notification with no S on the end. Um, that's how you can find out more information. So I just wanted to get that 
because I figured people would have a piece of paper by now. Um, yeah, to write no, it down with. Absolutely, right. man. So thank you very much, Chris. You have a great night, buddy. Thank you. All, thanks goes all out to you. Thanks. You have a great night. You too, buddy. Take care. That's thanks. Chris Okian. 2016 sit-down championships. Check it out, and we'll be right back after this. Armed Alliance is committed to producing powerful arm wrestling apparel to athletes around the world. Our mission is to represent the arm wrestling community with unmatched design, unique style, and superior fit that will set you apart from the crowd. Our shirts, made from next-generation cotton polyester, allows for maximum comfort and quality. We offer custom orders for hats, compression sleeves, team or individual shirts, and arm wrestling tables. Visit our site at www.armedallianceapparel.com and gear up today. Rep the movement. Armed Alliance for life. All right, guys, welcome back, and I want to w- welcome our next guest to the show, Arm Wrestling Nation Radio, Max Maxwell. All right, guys, welcome back to the show, and I want to welcome our guest for this evening is uh, Max Maxwell, man. How's it going, Max? It's going pretty good. It's going pretty good. So uh, tell the listeners out there, man, how, how's training going for you? Uh, training's going really well. Uh, I'm part of a very, very good team, and um I'm being able to uh, expand a lot of different aspects on my power and uh, really increase my speed since I dropped the you know dropped the weight class. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of jealous, man. You guys are training in the dungeon with Tim Bresnick and the boys up there. I mean, uh, how is that to be able to train with some of these uh, elite guys like uh, Tim and uh, you know Ron and all those guys up there? Well, I'll tell you, we have uh, one of the reasons why I feel we have one of the best teams is because we have a full entourage of great novices, great amateurs, great pros, and then we have the legends, uh, so we can learn, again, every aspect. Uh, John Brown is definitely one of those guys also that needs to be mentioned. He just won his national championship uh, this past year. Uh, the guy is an encyclopedia of knowledge on different techniques. Tim's um, really been helping me with my power on the table, and Ron Columbus is just as quick as a hiccup. So I, it, catching him, it's like catching a, a mule. So if you could catch him and hold, you're in a pretty good spot. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, you know, you said it right there, man. I always tell people, too, um, when they start on arm wrestling, it's good to get with a good team and some guys with experience. So uh, you can learn, you know, if you're training with guys that, you know, you're destroying and you're stronger than, it's kind of tough to make those improvements. So it's... It's great to have that knowledge uh, behind, um, you know, your training. Now I gotta ask you, Max, Max, how did you how did you get started in the sport? I'm sorry, say again. I was like, how did you get started in the sport? Uh, the funny thing is, is um, I've done virtually everything there could be done in different sports. From I was a pro wrestler for ten years, played semi-pro football been involved in martial arts since 1985, and I just so happened to be walking into a grocery store, saw a pretty good-sized guy with an arm wrestling jacket, asked him about it, told me to show up uh, to a Connecticut tournament, and uh, I did, hooked up with uh, Tim Bresnand uh, when I got there, started talking to him, and that was in 2007, and ever since then, I've been part of the dungeon ever since, and fell in love with arm wrestling. Wow. 
Oh, that's awesome, man. So pro wrestling, man, how was how that? I mean, um, that's kind of, uh, you know, you get to create, you know, characters and, you know, kind of can reflect in the arm wrestling, too, when you get super matches and kind of promoting those matches. I mean, how did your wrestling career uh, evolve? Well, pro wrestling was a trip. Um, I kind of stumbled my way into that, and um, I got to work at that that time. It was the WWF, and now it's WWE. I got to work for them a couple of times, which is a great experience. Um, I did what was called um, uh, Japanese Hardcore Pro Wrestling. Uh, I did that in the U.S. uh, with the thumbtacks, the barbed wire, different things like that. Uh, But unfortunately, throughout my wrestling career, I sustained um, concussions, so... I kind of had to hang that up, but it definitely helps with my promos for some of the challenge matches that I have. Yeah, most definitely, man. That's awesome. Um, you know, being a big wrestling fan myself. So uh, now, training, man. Like you said, you, you've been involved in a bunch of different sports. How, how is the arm wrestling training now? Like, how has that evolved for you? As far as like, how many times a week are you? Are you getting your table time in? And, and, and tell our listeners a little bit about how you're training for arm wrestling. Well, basically, what happens is I'm actually I'm, I am a certified personal trainer, so I do know a lot of the fundamentals behind muscle kinesiology. So that definitely helps me out for my training when I'm in my gym. Um, we do table training once a week on Saturdays, and trust me that when you're in the dungeon, your elbows on that pad virtually ninety percent of the time. So we're we're going for about maybe five, five and a half hours straight every Saturday. Wow. How do you how do you recover from that to to get your training in? Is that something that you just build an endurance for? Um, you build an endurance. So I, I'm very, I guess you could say, old school mind in the aspect of if you're doing proper nutrition, taking in the correct amount of amino acids, really getting it down to the science. It's virtually impossible to overtrain. I tell a lot of people that overtraining is like the Sasquatch. Everybody's heard of it, but no one's really actually seen it. I see more people undertrained than anything else. And with arm wrestling, once you get your tendons and ligaments uh, to be successful at the task at hand, then everything else just falls into place. Yeah, I agree, man. I think like sort of this society nowadays, because, you know, I've been training for 30-some-plus years myself, and, uh, you know, we never talked about I never heard of overtraining until about, you know, 2000, maybe 2003. Everybody started, you know, talking about, oh, recovery and you need to rest. And, you know, so I think, uh, you know, I 100% agree with you there with the nutrition. A lot of people, a lot of people, the problem is, is they're not doing 100% of what they should be doing to recover from training. You know, they put the time in and they're not getting the right nutrition and the right supplementation. I guess my question was, uh, after a five-hour practice, I know myself, and I'm only three years in the sport, you know, we practice for a couple hours once a week. My arms are still kind of, you know, not as sore as the newbie pain, but, you know, still kind of beat up. Do you still feel that kind of uh, tendon pain and and, and that kind of, uh, you know, workout where you have to do some kind of rehab training after practice, or are you just at that level where you're getting so used to training you know, that many hours and pulling with those guys that you don't have to do that? Well, fortunately, I, I am at that point now where that the tendon pain isn't as extreme as it once was because, I mean, it was excruciating in my first two years. It was that dull, toothachey pain that you just can't find any kind of position where you were comfortable. And now it's just I'm beyond that. Um, every now and again, I will do proper icing. 
uh, if I feel anything, um, you know, swelling around the elbow. But um, besides just the tendonitis, everything else seems to be pretty decent for the pain knock on wood. Now you say you're a trainer. Do you have your own gym? Do you have a supplement store? Like, what's uh, what's your uh, what's your business? Uh, currently, I, I do personally train uh, people on the side, uh, and I also am manager at a supplement store where I get to put people on different nutritional uh, diets and different supplements to put them on the correct path on you know how they want to achieve their goals. Now, speaking of the goals and your weight loss, I mean, you've, you've made a tremendous uh, change as of late in your physique, uh, now moving down to, uh, what are you, in the 225 class? Yes, sir. So, tell our listeners out there, a lot of people listening to the show, they're kind of in between, you know, everybody's, you know, trying to cut weight and, you know, dehydrate themselves and make this weight class. You kind of took a different approach and, 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 and died at like a, you know, an a uh, person that should die, you know, with good nutrition and get yourself down there so you don't lose your strength. Uh, tell us how you how you achieved that, what your diet was like. Uh, well, when I first started on wrestling, believe it or not, I was 311 pounds. Jeez. Um, and then I progressively, you know, started to decrease my weight properly. And then uh, it was the WIL Las Vegas last year. I was sitting there at 268, and I just came to a, a harsh realization that I was just too light to be and the heavyweights, uh, so I wanted to make it a goal to get down to the 225s. And honestly, the first thing I tell everybody is, you know, try not to use the word diet, simply because diet is something that people go on short-term, and I try to make this more of a, Life. a lifelong thing. Yeah, man. Uh, I believe in, yeah, I definitely believe in nutrition, essential fats, water intake is massively huge. Um, you know, training the proper way doesn't mean you have to run 93 miles a day because all that really does is trigger the fight or flight response where, yeah, you lose weight, but you're going to lose more muscle than you do body fat, and then you're, you're triggering more of a body fat surge around the midsection, you become soft, your cardio isn't that great, and your strength does diminish very quickly. Uh, I tell everybody, do it slowly. You know, unless there's an expiration date on your foot, you know, take your time in doing it. If you do it the right way, slowly you keep it off. So what kind of foods are you into? Like, what 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 kind of proper nutrition do you do? Like, give us kind of a a rough uh, rough draft of your diet. Um, my diet, I, my my eating habits are very boring. Um, believe it or not, I, I do uh, some protein shakes, but not as many as people would think. Uh, I I love eating oatmeal. Um, you know, I eat a lot of uh, protein. I'm more of a meditarian than uh, anything else. If I don't catch up on eating my vegetables, I do take a powdered form of greens, uh, simply because I just am not very much of a vegetable eater. Um, other than that, just, you know, when you're hungry, it's that different thing. It's basically separating hunger from craving. Craving is mental, hunger is physical. You know, if you say, oh, I could go for something that's a craving, that means don't eat it. And when you're hungry, just have something small periodically, keep your metabolism burning at all times. Don't necessarily count the calories because it just becomes a full-time job. Mm-hmm. That's when a lot of people fall off. Absolutely. I like that meditarian. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, a, I'm more of a meditarian than a vegetarian. I don't believe in the innocent slaughter of vegetables. I think that needs to stop. So. Yeah, I hear you, man. I know people are just... Uh, you know, it's like fads, like you were just saying, you know, count your macros and stuff like that, dude. It's like, 
you know, as long as you get your, you know, protein per gram and, you know, get your carbs in, I mean, it all flows in perfect. I think people try to, to make it more difficult and then they end up failing. And, you know, it's just like a guy getting off the couch, and I'm sure you hear this all the time. You know, they want to train, and then they're like, well, I'll come to the gym six days a week. Meanwhile, the week before that, they were, you know, never training. So it's just like when you set yourself up for failure, just you're you're bound to fail. Absolutely. I, I mean, I'm I'm pretty successful at what I do because I don't believe in that cookie-cutter approach of mm-hmm. what works for one person works for all. I'm very much on the individual. You know, it's very individual on how people are going to be successful. I know what they have to do find out what they're doing, and then I negotiate and find And that's pretty much how I, I do with myself. Uh, make sure I hold myself accountable. Don't go from the sublime to the ridiculous. Uh, I have a great workout partner, believe it or not. It's one of my daughters. Uh, she's also an arm wrestler, and she's also on the arm wrestling team dungeon. And uh, she definitely uh, keeps me on my toes also. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Now, I'm glad to hear there's trainers still out there like you, because when I was training people, you know, I was a trainer for like 22 years, and uh, you know, I got out of the industry and took a different trade. But I just saw like you know these corporations coming in and these cookie cutter trainers, and you know what I mean. It just gets kind of ridiculous and methodical when I see at the gyms, you know, <laughs> what these people are doing to these clients, and when you see the diets, you know, Mrs. Johnson's on the same diet as Mr. Johnson, and you know, it's just uh, it's insane that people you know pay for that, and it's good to hear that. Guys like you are still out there, you know, making, you know, helping people personally, you know what I mean? And that's all the great trainers I've worked with in the past. That's what they do. Absolutely. absolutely. The way I look at it is, I mean, most trainers just talk the talk, but I do walk the walk. I've been everything from the scrawny little kid to the really, really fat guy and everything in between. And uh, I come to a point where I realized that, you know, I was sick of just being the big guy. I wanted to be more or less, you know, a better athlete. And with arm wrestling, it's the hardest. Arm wrestling is truly the hardest thing I've ever done in the aspect of, you know, if you beat me, you're better than me on that particular time in life. There are no excuses. Uh, You can't blame someone else for it. So I like that accountability in our sport that's very lagging everywhere else, even in society. Everybody wants to try to throw blame for their failures onto someone else and, at least with arm wrestling, you get to own your failures and own your successes. Absolutely, man. I couldn't agree with you more, man. That's exactly what I love about this sport. Making, the, you know, for myself, making the transition from a, a judgmental sport like bodybuilding to arm wrestling, there is no excuses because I remember getting off stage a few times and, you know, I could say, ah, the judge, what was, was he blind or maybe I should have died it harder. Uh, you know, maybe I should have did a little more cardio, whatever. But now with arm wrestling, it's like, you know, like you said, when you lose, you lose, and then that just kind of remotivates you to to work hard and and work on those weaknesses. Absolutely, and um, I got I got to definitely mention that um, I do have a challenge match coming up, and uh, I want to at least give uh, my opponent a little bit of a shout. Paul uh, Rosario Jr. out of New Jersey. I will be competing against him at the uh, Pennsylvania Winter Blast on uh, March nineteenth. Awesome, man! So that should be a great matchup. Looking forward to seeing that. Um, you've do, you've been doing some pretty you know pretty good with these challenges matches, man. You had you know Dave Morocco, uh, a couple others. Um, how do you get ready for uh, for challenge matches versus tournaments? Is anything different in how you train, or do you uh, do you study the opponent beforehand? Um, I try to keep it as simple and basic as possible, and that's not 
degrading anyone out there. I find that when you make it too com complex in your brain, uh, this is something that Tim Bresden taught me very well. You know, do what you do. Get to the table. Don't worry about what they're going to do. You do what you do and do it better than they do it faster than they do it. And um, I find a lot of guys, they kind of get to the table and you Still there? So you were saying Tim was telling you? Yeah, Tim was basically telling me, look, you know, do what you do best, get to the table, get to your position faster than your opponent, don't overthink it. And I really find that a lot of guys go into a scenario with way too many things in their mind that's flooding them, different ways to approach things. And by the time the referee says go, they're kind of a deer in the headlights and there's the wing. So I feel that as long as I go in there, get to my position that I know I'm stronger at first, nine out of ten times you're going to win the match. Now, speaking of Tim Bresnick, man, big match coming up. I'm sure you've been part of his training camp, of course. You know, PAL, you know, Alexi Vavoda coming back. Everybody's, you know, up in arms. You know, Lexi, Lexi coming back. And, uh, you know, Tim's been hard at it besides having a few little health issues. I mean, how is uh, how is the prep been for uh, for Tim's match coming up? Well, as far as Tim goes, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I get to pull against him every single week, and uh, pulling against him is like pulling a truck that's stuck in park. <laughs> um, I, I definitely pride myself on being a very very strong individual. Um, but I'll tell you what, they, they I feel they picked the wrong person to. Uh, Put Lexi in there first because I'll tell you what, if they're looking for a stepping stone, they pick the damn mountain and they ain't gonna work out <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I hear you, dude. I used to, when I was training with Chandler, I'd like, I'd be feeling so good and then pulling against him and then I'd be like, man, I'm not even strong. <laughs> like, yeah, and that's the thing, and I mean, Tim even tells me, he's like, look, you know, I'm, I'm at a position where I'm giving him, you know, you know, a little bit of a challenge, and but I'll tell you, he's just—he's just one person that uh, he's just stronger than most out there, and uh, I'm definitely uh, looking forward to seeing him do what he does best against Lavoda. Uh, yeah, absolutely, and I—I I don't think you know Lexi has a chance myself. You know, after thinking about the matchup and, and you know knowing Tim where he's at right now, I, I just—I 100% agree with you. I think uh, it's going to be a you know, a walkthrough for Tim. I think he's going to win 6-0. And, uh, you know, nothing to take away from Alexi. But when you're, you know, out of the sport so long and, you know, you're not, you know, been in training, or you might be training, but it's, you're not doing these tournaments at these level, you know. And, and elite pullers, like, it's just every week you get to train with elite guys. I mean, you know, you get to test yourself um, against these guys. So that just, you know, makes it so much better for you to know where you stand as far as an uh, arm wrestler when you're training with these guys that are on this, you know, elite-type level. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I tell everyone, look, if you are the uh, top guy uh, with no challenge on a team, then you need to start traveling around. And at least with uh, our team, you know, there are people who are better tournament-wise, but we we train a lot different than a lot of other teams out there where we're not trying to win. Uh, you know, if you're great in a hook, guess what? You're not practicing that today. You're going to work you in the top row. Uh, the whole point of practice is to put you in positions to make you better, not just to have you crush people left, right, and sideways because that's not, that's not beneficial to anyone on the table. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And that's, 
that's good. That's good because sometimes people get caught up in, you know, just wanting to get in their power moves, and then when they go to tournaments, you know, I had this experience happen with a novice guy on our team, and uh, you know, he lost to you know one of our teammates, and he was like, oh. Weren't you trying hard in practice and in a whole different scenario with a ready go in a tournament and you've already had matches? It's totally different. So that's where it's really important, like you said, to be training in bad positions that you don't like to be in, so you can be better. I mean, that's that's really where it's at. Yeah, definitely, absolutely. Like uh, when I, there there are some videos that we put on our Facebook page and John Brown, like if. if for people who don't watch arm wrestling, if they just happen to look at this video, they see John Brown, who is a, a, a little bit of a smaller guy than myself, you know, and they think that, you know, we're each trying to win, and the actual arm wrestlers are watching it, and it's kind of a marvelous thing to see where John will put me in different positions just by moving his hand by literally a centimeter and putting an extreme uh, force on my tendons, on my ligaments, and just forcing me to be stronger, forcing the blood and the lactic acid so I can endure the pain, and uh, my pain threshold gets higher and higher every week working with people like him, too. Now, off the table, what are you doing as far as training goes? Like, how are you breaking up your uh, your body parts, and what are you doing as far as arm wrestling type of training to to get you stronger for the table? Uh, believe it or not, I do. I believe in doing. Um, I I like to go high reps um, rather than lower reps. Uh, I tell everybody, you know, you're only lifting heavy if you can only do it for eight times. Uh, I legitimately, I have it on video, can hammer curl. Uh, 100-pound dumbbells for sets of 15 with good form. I'm very much about form. Um, so I like to keep my rep range dependent on the body parts from 15 to 25. Um, but I'll do arms maybe three times in a week, mm-hmm. you know, covering every other body part in between that and having one day off just for a little bit of rest. Now, um, when you after an arm wrestling practice, the next day, are you taking that day off or are you training? No, I'm actually training on Sundays. Uh, the only times I really will take off is potentially Monday or Thursday, depending on uh, what my work schedule is going to look like that week. But I insist upon doing uh, biceps, forearms, and triceps the day after practice. I just feel that um, it definitely makes me a lot stronger. Uh, it allows that scar tissue to form a lot harder around the muscle tissue just so it's that much thicker and dense. So you kind of... You kind of made like a, a good analogy with your training for the high reps and stuff, and, and I, I'm kind of like that too. I mean, when I do heavy, if I do anything under you know four or five reps, I, I just don't, I just don't feel it. You know what I mean? A lot of guys will train heavier, and I notice, especially in arm wrestling, sometimes the form isn't as perfect either. So you know, and I'm, you know, I came from a different background, strict form, you know, training a little higher repetitions and. I find it saves on my joints, and my max effort day would be practice. So, is that is that one of the reasons why you train the way you do? I'm not saying it's not heavy because I understand like 100 pound dumbbells for 15 reps are pretty heavy. But if you can do that, you can probably do the 130s, you know, for five or six or seven reps or whatever. But do you feel like you get more out of those types of workouts, you know, feeling the muscles instead of like using momentum, and and then maybe you know you're kind of setting yourself up for injury in the gym. Well, to be honest with you, what I find and I what I feel is anybody who's athletic, anybody who works out, um, you're going to get hurt, and uh, it's an unfortunate thing that it does happen. I find that with your rep range, you build muscular endurance, and your injuries, when they do occur, 
your healing time is a lot faster rather than if you just lift this massive amount of weight for three to five reps. I think my guys that do that more, I guess you could call powerlifting approach, things yep. uh, just don't heal as fast, and that joints definitely fail on them because muscle tissue responds pretty quickly, but your joints, your ligaments, your tendons, they eventually will say, all right, you know what, you don't want to take the time out, we're going to force it on you, and it's usually a lot longer. Absolutely, man. I couldn't agree with you more, and that's that's great philosophy. Well, Max, man, I want to thank you for taking the time out, for being on the show, and I uh, wish you the best of luck in your upcoming Super Match in 2016. Looking forward to seeing great things from you, brother. I absolutely appreciate it, and next time you're up in the Northeast, please get in touch with me because we'd love to have you practice with us. I think you'd have a blast. Yeah, I would love to come up, man. One of these days when I'm uh, in New York, I think I'll take that journey up there to the dungeon and uh, get some uh, get some workout in with you guys for sure, man. Thanks for the invite. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Anytime. All right, guys, we'll be right back after this brief message. Ryan J. Pitts from StrongerGrip.com. I'm known as the mad scientist of metal from all the metal creations I've made over the last 25 years. The World Arm Wrestling League Championship hammers are one of those creations. I'm passionate about strength and metal. I'm a mad scientist on a mission to bring strength seekers high-quality, old-school crafted strength gear that will last a lifetime. In the Stronger Grip store, you'll find loads of grip gear, sledgehammers, clubs, and maces. Custom work can also be done. Check out Ryan J. Pitts on Facebook and also the Facebook Stronger Grip page. With Stronger Grip, there's no gimmicks, no bullshit, just handcrafted strength gear. Get the gear, do the work, StrongerGrip.com. All right, guys, welcome back, and I want to welcome my partner in crime back to the show, Albert Kozar. What's up, Albert? How you doing, buddy? Hi, Crick. Uh, can you hear me good? Yeah, I can hear you, man. How you doing? Good, good. Uh, I'm uh, in front of my house. It's not really good here reception-wise. No, you're but, uh, loud yeah, and clear, I'm... man. Loud and clear. So how how's everything been going, man? How you been feeling? Good. You know, uh, just getting ready for the upcoming events. Um, uh, you know, Turkey's 207. Nationals, uh, man. Turkey's to... Nationals yeah. coming up. Yeah. Tell, yeah, tell our true. listeners yeah, I... a little bit about that. Tell our listeners about that. We haven't had you on in the show for a bit. <clears throat> well, uh, the last, uh, you know, I moved to the United States back in uh, 1999. So uh, the last Turkish Nationals I did was actually 99. Uh, and then uh, I've been competing here in the United States since then. So this is uh, this is one of the opportunities I found a very uh, low-priced ticket from Miami to Istanbul. They opened up a new line. And I just, you know, thought that I, I would utilize the chance and uh, go back and compete there at the Turkish Nationals. I uh, contacted the... Turkish uh, Federation president, who is my uh, old buddy, who is also a world champion arm wrestler, Niyazi Kurt, Bill Sings, uh, uh, and uh, some of the other, uh, you know, old school guys would know it, uh, know his name. Uh, he's, he doesn't do it anymore as much now. He's more on the, uh, you know, management side of things over there. But, uh, yeah, he said, you know, uh, I'm, I'm welcome to compete, so I'm looking forward to it. I started getting ready for it. I'm going to do 198. I'm uh, 207 as of this morning, So uh, and I still have, like, 40 days before the weigh-ins. 
Awesome. So, and uh, you sound, yeah, super, sound excited. super excited. Yeah, man, I was just going to say I can hear in your voice that you're uh, super excited to uh, to go back and uh, compete in the homeland. Yeah, and the and the, the classes are just crazy deep. You know, uh, some classes are 80 people, and we're talking wow. about, you know, uh, really strong geared up guys on, on each class. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll see what happens. I, I, I was never able to win a Turkish Nationals before. I always got second behind Niazi. Uh, at the time, he was competing 80 kilos. I was competing 80 kilos, 176. Uh, then I I got a couple of other second places on 85 kilos and 90 kilos. Uh, it would be a nice surprise if I win it, but I, I really doubt it because I've been talking with some of the other guys there. And uh, the, the guys in, in, in each weight class are like, you know, pretty much WAF final contenders. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Engin just, you know, Engin Terzi won his weight class uh, left hand uh, against the Kazakhstan guy, I believe. And uh, Serhat is another top contender there. These are, you know, lighter weight guys. But then when you get to my weight class, you got uh, Tunjai. Uh, the, the people that attend WAF would know his name. He uh, beat Chris Chandler in 2008 in uh, wow. 198 pounds. So there's some, you know, uh, and, and he beat Chris left hand in the hook. So, wow. you know, we're, we're talking about some serious, serious strength. So uh, I'm, I'm just going there, you know, to uh, meet my old buddies and, and see, you know, how I'm going to do against the up-and-coming young, you know, young Turkish arm wrestlers, and then uh, as soon as I get back, I, I'm uh, I'm gonna attend the Europa here, April 29th. That seems like that's gonna be a good one too. And uh, and I think the next one would be if there is a third WAL qualifier. Haven't haven't contacted Brandon yet, but he was mentioning if there is enough interest, there may be a third qualifier here. I may just do that as well, and then wrap it up before the nationals in July, Triple A nationals. Yeah, that's about that's about the my schedule minus the Turkey Nationals, but uh, I think yeah, next, I'm gonna do the um, the Daytona event because it's right in my backyard. You know, I was kind of disappointed I got sick the the day before the WAL uh, <clears throat> Florida qualifier, and, and I guess Brandon was kind of disappointed with the outcome, and he didn't think that you know they might be that much interested in you know having another one, but hopefully that'll change. You know, because it's you know you want to see some other Florida pullers out there. You know, Dan Worley still hasn't qualified. You know, a couple of the other good pullers out there, Scott Horath. Um, you know, so just to name a couple. Um, I don't even know if Wilton Brock is qualified. Yeah, uh, I don't think he's qualified yet either. So, you know, hopefully we'll be able to you know get those guys out in in a tournament. The Europa coming up. A little still confused about the AAA. You know, last year when we were there, you know, I heard that it was going to be a qualifier for the Worlds. Now I'm hearing that it might be, you know, if if you win, you could replace a person that qualifies um, if they don't want to go. So I I don't know. Hopefully Karen will, uh, you know, respond to that question that I asked and you asked um, out there to see if this is a, you know, a world qualifier because uh, Belgium would be an awesome trip and uh, an at the end of September. Yeah, I mean, it would be nice. You know, we don't want to be in a limbo land. We we just want to know if, if we're going to AAA Nationals, if we're going to win this thing, you know, are we going to be able to represent uh, the nation at the Worlds? 
and and that's you know some some of us you know are really planning to do that you know like like you're planning to go to the WAF this year and if mm-hmm. if the AAA is not going to be able to give you that chance then maybe you may consider another nationals mm-hmm. you know and then yeah. there may be other folks like that too so it's kind of yeah. important uh either either way I'm going to go to AAA anyways it's it's really close to to us here you know it's about 4 hour drive in South Carolina so yeah no absolutely all right so Topic tonight, I had you on. Um, huge event coming up. Um, been just uh, anticipating, you know, PAL, Arm Fight 45. I mean, it's just these matchups, man, are just insane. I mean, what a what a all-star lineup. Uh, I'm going to be glued to my TV set Friday night watching this event, and um, I'm really, really super excited. Uh, had Christian Benning text me the other day, actually – looking for your number so i think that maybe he was uh i don't know what that was about maybe he wanted to get some insight on his opponent but yeah, uh he, yeah he contacted me yeah, it's about yeah. something else it's not about arm wrestling okay so um we have um benny and who's he pulling uh what's the pronunciation on that, that he's, gentleman's uh, name? i don't know how to pronounce him he sounds like an armenian guy i think Waskan okay. would have more information who he is uh he's uh, apparently a strong left-hand puller otherwise they wouldn't match him with Benny, but uh, mm-hmm. he's really a dark horse. I have no idea how good he is, honestly. Uh, I know how good Benny is. You know, he's mm-hmm. one of the best left-hand hookers uh, in the world. So uh, it would be interesting to see, you know, what kind of a match uh, that would come out from this dark horse against Benny. Uh, I'm, I'm not thinking it's gonna. I'm, I'm really thinking it's gonna end up in the hook. And yeah. uh, it's either going to be a war or Bini is going to win easily. That's what I think about that particular match. Yeah. But again, without yeah. knowing the other guy, without seeing his matches, you know, it's really hard to say anything. Uh, but he's definitely the underdog, I've, I guess, on this fight. I've done some research and I've seen him pull in, in some of the bigger matches, you know, overseas. You know, he's, a, like you said, big, strong guy. Um so uh yeah, I agree if it's uh if it's a war, you know, that's gonna be a battle of nutrition and stamina for sure. See how much you know Benny has in the tank, uh you know, in a war situation, you know, being the older competitor here. But I, I got Benny coming in on top four two. Um, you know, and you know, I train used to train with Christian, um and he told me that he feels phenomenal right now. So with that being said, I mean that's that's good that he's back healthy. I know he was disappointed with the WAL outcome last year. He had some health issues that, you know, he ended up going to get some uh, some tests done, but everything came back great. So, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that match. Now, um, moving along to Corey Miller, Eduardo, um, Corey, some say pound for pound, the best arm wrestler on the planet. Uh, he kind of showed that against Vasquez, uh, at the last arm fighter 44 um well that I mean, that, that that's uh that's a bold statement that was really stretched you know pound for pound I, I don't know about that i mean Corey's is a yeah. badass that's for sure but uh there's a bunch of other guys that can be considered actually pound for pound the best you know the first one comes to my mind is zoloev yeah uh, yep. you know he proved himself tata Chings is another one yep. you know pound for pound he may be considered best Absolutely. but anyways uh you know not to not to take the conversation away from no, Corey. No. Um, yeah, Corey. You know, this is an interesting match again. It's Eduardo Tieta. He's he's been competing in the United States. He knows the U.S. style of arm wrestling, uh, which is which is 
really you know it's it's a lot different than the WF style and the and the and the style that that's that's used in European uh, you know Eastern European arm wrestling especially you know they have these uh, fish grips and no loads and so forth here you know it's a little bit different so Eduardo got got used to this uh, side of the things uh, and uh, and I'm thinking uh, you know it's gonna be a very interesting match actually uh, I would give most likely the edge Corey Miller. Perhaps 55 to 60 percent on on Corey Miller's uh, side, if I were to bet, and uh, 35 to 40 percent chance on uh, Eduardo. But uh, you know, it also depends on what kind of form that both athletes will be in. Uh, Corey had some issues with some other injuries, uh, not necessarily in his arm, but you know, he had some uh, issues with his leg, I believe, or yeah, his leg, yeah, yep. remember. So I don't know how that affects his, uh, you know, training coming into this. Uh, but uh, he, he seemed very, very good against Waskan. But I spoke with Waskan, and again, nothing, I don't want to take anything away from Corey. I have huge respect for Corey. Uh, but Waskan was saying, you know, he didn't feel 100%. He just doesn't know what happened. You know, it was just, mm-hmm. it wasn't yeah, his day. Days, so, yeah. Right. And, and, it's, and it's hard to, you know, it's, it's really hard to gauge athletes. You know, now if Waskin has a bad day, Corey may look like a Superman, and uh, you know, vice versa. So it can, you know, anything can happen. Uh, so depending on the form, if they're if they're in their hundred percent form, both of them, I would give the edge to Corey Miller. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, Eduardo has a nasty, nasty hook and and drag. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, I'm, I'm I'm thinking it's gonna be positioning first. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, Corey is very fast. I don't think he's gonna lose the position against Eduardo. And then I think he's going to be able to dominate, you know, uh, from uh, from the middle of the table there. Yeah, uh, and and I noticed uh, last time I talked to Corey before Vasquez, he didn't feel confident going into that matchup at all with the injury, wasn't able to train correctly, didn't have the table time. So, you know, Corey, that wasn't Corey Miller at 100% when he uh, – face Vasquez either so this time I talked to Corey he's been training his leg is great uh he didn't have uh to worry about making a big dramatic weight cut um but uh yeah I was up in the air last week with this I I couldn't make a decision I thought maybe it would be tied 3-3 um but um the more and more I think about it I'm going to give the advantage like you were saying a slight advantage uh to Corey I think maybe 4-2 in this super match if uh you know, he doesn't get hung up. The match doesn't stop. You know, Eduardo has such a strong bicep. Uh, we've seen him pulling guys like, uh, uh, what's his face there? Um, God, I'm having a brain fart now. Um, Kevin Baumgartner. Alan I mean, yeah. Alan Kevin Fisher. Alan, I mean, yeah. you know, those yeah. guys are just, you know. So you're right. He has the experience uh, pulling over here in the U.S. Very intense individual. Um, I'm really excited about this matchup. And like I said, man, all these matchups – are just going to be just amazing. I mean, and and speaking of amazing, I've been you know uh, you know been talking to Michael almost on a weekly basis. Um, he's got Trubin coming up, another strong looks like a truck. Um, what's your take on this super match here? Yeah, that's a <laughs> that's a very highly anticipated match. Uh, I mean, uh, first of all, uh, you know, Michael Todd is Michael Todd. You know this guy. Uh, you know, if you put all the all the names of arm wrestling out there, we'll probably pick on a super match format. We'll pick Michael Todd right now as mm-hmm. as the best arm wrestler uh, because he, he's. I mean, he perfected his game for super matches. Um, 
you know, he just, he's very hard to beat on a six-round format. And he proved it, you know, multiple times. Uh, even even with Devon, when he lost to Devon, you know, he's extremely dangerous. You know, the first two matches, the first mm-hmm. three matches, and then as it, you know, drags and goes to the fourth, fifth, sixth rounds, you know, it's crazy. You know, I mean, this is going to be uh, one of them uh, things. If Trubin, and, and Trubin, on the other hand, is really, you know, he's, uh, he's an uprising star, and uh, he's uh, really improved himself to the elite category and uh, he, he saw what he did to Pushkar at Slavi mm-hmm. uh, but again you know Pushkar's style is uh, completely different than Michael Todd you know mm-hmm. Pushkar is all sideways if you take his hand then you know he he's not the same Pushkar anymore uh, I mean it's it's hard. It's uh, it's gonna be a hard match for both parties. It's not gonna be a quick pin. I don't think so. Uh, I'm thinking Trubin may be able to get Michael's hand bent, but uh, I, I'm still giving the edge to Michael Todd here. I think that arm is gonna stop in the middle of the table or maybe mm-hmm. you know just a little bit down, but it, it it won't be a pin. And then if the first match is not a pin, then I think Michael is just gonna. Mm-hmm. Tire him down, you know. His uh, Turbin's uh, Brachi uh, rotation is amazing, you know, uh, very powerful, amazing size on that forearm and bicep. But I think Michael's gonna wear him down on the first and second match, and then it's gonna be, you know, kind of uh, leveraging towards Michael Todd's favor. That's what I'm thinking. But again, mm-hmm. I, I'm not, you know, it's only my opinion, of course. Uh, I don't want to play favorites here. Uh, you know, this is arm wrestling. Anything can happen. If if Turbin is strong enough, uh, as uh, some of the you know Russian blogs are mentioning mm-hmm. uh, on the on the internet, then uh, it may be a pin. You know, but if it stops, I know that Michael is gonna you know just wear him out. No, That's absolutely. What I, that particular match. No, I agree with you, and I, I think the first match is gonna be the telltale sign of what's going on, and if Michael wins. I think it's going to be a you know six love, uh, easy not easy but wars um, and like you said Michael hasn't lost since Devin I mean he's just performance in six round super matches that's his form- format he loves it he's been training hard I mean Michael has been reinvented himself you know I noticed you know when I talked to him about a couple months ago probably six months ago he he didn't know if there's anything left in arm wrestling was kind of hung up with the UAL and. He was like, man, I don't, you know, I'm not motivated anymore. And then push guard matchup came up. He he was really motivated training, right. and then, you know, then he just kept going with the train, man, with Trubin. So, uh, well, you I, know, Michael's yeah, definitely going to be. And, and, and actually, yeah, you're right. I mean, he he got, you know, uh, he got a lot of a lot of things under his belt. But I told him, you know, Michael, please do not retire without getting a WAF medal, and that yep. that he doesn't have. And I know mm-hmm. it bugs him. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure we're going to see Michael Todd in a WAF event. Uh, he needs to decorate, you know. Uh, legacy. His, uh, yeah, his legacy with, with that one there. So uh, I'm, I'm hoping to see him at a WAF event in the near future. Yeah, me too, most definitely. So the main also, event. Did, we... did you see that oh, picture Sorry. today on, on Facebook? Uh, uh-huh. Alexi Voivoda and, uh, Voivoda and uh, Michael Todd holding no, hands. You know, uh, they 
I mean, Michael looks huge, man. Oh, I mean, he is we're talking huge. About, He's we're 285, talking about Alexi, I think. 285 right now. Yeah, so. and, and Alexi is not a small guy either. You know, we're talking about a guy that's that's Travis Bajan size. And mm-hmm. Michael just, I don't know if that's the angle of the shot or if he's really, mm-hmm. really that big. But I was yeah. surprised when I saw that picture. I would suggest the listeners to go to the PAL uh, uh, Facebook page and uh, just just take a you know if, if they scroll down they'll see this probably the first or second post right now and uh, just just look at that one it's it's amazing he looks huge so uh, you know that that's that's another sign right there Michael is ready no absolutely man and uh, speaking of Alexi Tim Bresnik uh, I don't know man that's a big pill to swallow coming back uh, with the layoff. What do you think of that matchup in the main event, Bresnik against Vovoda? Well, uh, I mean, uh, this is uh, really, this is the one that I can't make, you know, I can't say anything, honestly. It's, uh, we really don't know how how good Alexi is. You know, he's, uh, he was a legend when he left arm wrestling. He was like, you know, like kind of like untouchable at that last slotty that he competed at. Uh, I believe back in 2004, when when they were filming Pulling John, mm-hmm. I mean he just went through everybody like nothing, absolutely nothing. I mean that that guy in that building that particular day. Some people claim that you know that is as strong as an arm wrestler a human being can get. You know some of the Eastern arm wrestlers think this. You know some of the big names like Engen Terzi thinks this. You know, or or some of the other guys that that are you know, uh, Kote, you know, is another one who's also Alexi's trainer. You know, so anyway, we don't know if he's close to that form. I don't think he is, mm-hmm. but if he's anywhere close to that form, he's just almost impossible to beat. Honestly, uh, he's very versatile. You know, I mean, unbelievably uh, technical arm wrestler. He uh, he's got a strong hand, strong back pressure, strong side pressure. Uh, he knows the game. He trains with you know, he trains with the best Russian arm wrestlers out there. I know Kota puts a lot of time with him, and Kota is an all-time arm wrestler. Uh, he used to compete for Georgia. He's very smart, and uh, he seems to be uh, pushing Voivoda on the trainings further and further. Uh, I have. Absolutely no idea. I didn't see Voivoda competing against the other guy, so I can't really compare what kind of shape he's in. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, you know, I'm sure Tim is ready for this fight. This is mm-hmm. a very high status fight for any United States arm wrestler to take against Voivoda. And Tim has the honor to compete against Voivoda. So uh, it's a big chance for him. And if Tim beats Alex Voivoda, you know, I think that's going to make waves over there on the Eastern Europe side mm-hmm. of things, uh, you know, because uh, everybody over there is waiting, you know, for Voivoda to come back, you know, beat him and then, you know, beat uh, perhaps Truven, uh, Michael Tado, whoever is the winner there, and then Pushkar eventually. Uh, but will that happen? We'll see. About the match, Bresnan has one of the strongest back pressures and uh, mixed with rotation. In the world, I think he has proved himself against Devon Lerat. 
you know, if, if anybody hasn't seen that match from a few years back, mm-hmm. they can go back and watch it. It's unbelievable that, you know, especially in the straps, even without the straps, you know, this guy is super dangerous. Um, if if Alexi cannot control, you know, Tim's back pressure, hand and rotation, then it's I think it's game over, honestly. Uh, when I say it's game over, it can be the first, you know, two matches, and then maybe you know Tim may get tired a little bit, and Alexi may start catching up. So it's hard to predict the outcome of what's going to happen. And this is the match that I'm really wondering, actually. You know, uh, the, all the other matches are great, but, you know, this is a particular one that I'm waiting to see. And I mm-hmm. already purchased it, and I'm going to watch it on the big screen you know, <laughs> uh, from online. So, uh, yeah, buddy. Now, I, uh, you know, I'm looking at that picture you're talking about. Michael Todd just looks like he would eat Alexi Volgov right now, dude, because he looks massive. I mean, yeah. And I think, yeah. I think Alexi. Definitely smaller than what he is. I'd be I'd be very interested to see what he weighed in. I, I don't think he's over two fifty. He doesn't look it to me. But uh, you know, especially the old Lexi Vavoda. Um, I, I think that with his, you know, being away from the table, Tim's been competing at these high level events. Uh, I talked to uh, Max Maxwell. I just had an interview with him, and uh, you know, he trains every week in the dungeon with Tim. You know, Tim's healthy, feeling great, and they say that he is just so strong right now. It's incredible. So, uh, you know, Tim's coming. Vegas, it's going to be awesome. I honestly think that Alexi is a myth now, um, a legend in the past. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I think Tim is going to uh, to really shock a lot of the Easterners out there, and I think he's going to win this six to zero. I don't think Alexi's going to have a chance against Tim Bresnik. That's my you know humble opinion. Who knows? Friday night, 10 p.m. Eastern. Like Albert said, man, big screen action, glued to the TV. I mean, this is arm wrestling at its finest with these matchups. I mean, I'm just super stoked about this, and uh, it, you know, it's just going to be incredible, man. And I can't wait to uh, to to be able to watch this pay per view. I mean. Arm wrestling is just getting insane now. Pay-per-view arm wrestling. <laughs> yeah, it is. And uh, hopefully we'll see more of it, too. Absolutely, man. And, Alper, I just want to thank you uh, for coming on the show. I'll see you tomorrow at practice. And uh, you have a great night, brother. Yeah, buddy. You too. Bye-bye. All right, guys. That's it for the show tonight. Uh, I want to thank you guys all for listening. Thank our gr- our guest, Max Maxwell, Chris Okian. Um, Super excited about Friday night. Catch it. Pay-per-view. If you you don't know how to do the pay-per-view, go to armpower.net. And, um, you know, unbelievable, unbelievable matchups. And I can't wait to see the outcome of this. So, uh, so thank you guys for tuning in for another episode of Arm Wrestling Nation Radio. I'm Craig Subalair, and I'm out of here. You have been listening to a broadcast of Arm Wrestling Nation Radio. If you tuned in halfway through the show, you can download the entire episode on iTunes today. Just go to iTunes and search Arm Wrestling Nation Radio. Visit us on Facebook for updates. 
photos, and direct links to the show at awnr.us. Our Wrestling Nation Radio will put you over the top. Come on.